This is WFO Radio. At Pocono Raceway, and we're now joined by Tyler Gibbs, GM of TRD. Uh, special, uh, special guest today, big day for Toyota, their 600th win in NASCAR, also had their earlier today 200th win at NHRA, uh, so huge milestone day for Toyota, so pre- Tyler, appreciate you coming in to uh, talk about this, you've been, uh, you've been in uh, NASCAR since I believe 2004? 2004 with the truck 2004 series. with the truck series, talk about this milestone win please. Yeah, huge, uh, huge accomplishment, obviously uh, we won't... Uh, dwell too long on 600 we're gonna go for 601 pretty soon um, but uh, great accomplishment a lot of hard work by a tremendous number of people at Toyota at TRD all of our truck Xfinity and, and cup teams over the last 20 seasons so um, a huge huge milestone uh, again just really proud of everybody happy to represent Toyota and TRD up here today great thank you Tyler if you have a question for him please raise your hand we'll get your mic we'll start over here to Marty Marty Sakala, Rock Sports Net, Race Pro Weekly. To not only see a driver win, but to see all except one of your cars in the top ten. What does that mean on this special day? Does it make it a lot more significant in that situation? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always fun to, to uh, enjoy something like this with as many people as you can. But, uh, again, I think Bubba finished 11th. So, six in the top 11, we'll, we'll take that. That's a good Sunday. And, um, again, just really proud of everybody and all the effort that's gone in over this weekend, over all the years. So, Anyone have any other questions for uh, for Tyler? I have another one for you. Uh, another milestone for one of your drivers, Denny Hamlin, 50 uh, NASCAR Cup Series wins. That's, I mean, not that he was not already a NASCAR Hall of Fame lock, but that pretty much locks you in. Maybe talk about that milestone as well. Yeah, I mean, Denny's been with us, uh, you know, basically from the beginning, almost from the beginning. And so um, huge to have him in the family. Um, love having him associated with 2311 and part of that ownership group. Um, he represents us both on the ownership side as well as on the driver's side. And um, three Daytona 500s, 50 wins overall. Um, you look at what 2311 is doing on the competition side as well, and it's just um, a great fit for us. Um, love having Denny. And, um, yeah, just love what he's doing for the sport overall. Excellent. Uh, any final questions for, for Tyler Gibbs? Uh, we'll take another one up here in the front, please. I think it's, yeah, there you go. He's now in the ownership team. It looks like you're transitioning uh, into the next generation where Toyota can stay strong, not only now, but, you know, in the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, again, 600 wins is for us uh, a milestone, but it is just part of the journey. Um, We're not satisfied at 600. So uh, as we've talked about before, building teams that kind of are associated with us and fit our whole kind of – personality is exactly what we're looking to do certainly Denny does that and is part of the family so from uh, from our side yeah we want to continue to to raise up the drivers from our development program into the cup series um, and when we have the opportunities with hall of famers like Denny um, that's a real natural step for us go over to Shane Shane Hector underground sports um what is the morale like um over at Toyota right now because it seems like you guys are a lot more competitive right now than Ford and Chevy so what is the morale like over at Toyota so, uh, again, we're coming to the playoffs, so everything is focused on getting as many cars into the playoffs as we can. I would say our, our morale is great. Um, we have a, just a really dedicated group of people at TRD as well as in Toyota Motorsports and Toyota Racing. And so, um, yeah, we try not to get too high on, on um, good success when we have a little bit of a run, 
Um, we try not to get too down when we have the challenges. Um, just keep digging and the results will come. I think you've seen us lead a pretty fair number of laps. We haven't necessarily won as many races as would be associated with leading that many laps. And so that's coming to us as we continue to just put in the performance, put in the hard work, and, uh, and move ourselves forward. Go back in the back there for a question. Nathan Song with the podium finish. Maybe some uncertainty about whether Martin will return next year for, for JGR. Just kind of how are you viewing that? What's your message been to him on uh, trying to keep him you know, racing next season? Yeah, I, I think our message is consistent with JGRs, um, and I think the fans of our sport, um, we'd all like to see Martin stay. Um, he knows that, we know that, um, and so from that perspective, we're waiting for his decision. Um, it's obviously a tough one for him. Uh, he has a tremendous amount of success and um, is enjoying a really, really strong season this year. So um, we certainly hope that he'll decide to come back again next year, but we would understand why he may why want to do something different. Um, it's, it's a long season, and he's done it for a long time. So um, from that perspective, we're just working with JGR, and we'll figure out kind of what that looks like if Martin chooses not to come back. But again, we certainly hope that he does. Okay, any final questions for Tyler? All right, well, congratulations again to you and Toyota. Huge day for you guys. Appreciate you the all. time. Welcome to join up, Coach. Okay, we will continue on with our post-race press availability, and we are now joined by the owner of Joe Gibbs Racing, and that is Coach Joe Gibbs. Uh, Coach, maybe talk about a milestone victory for Toyota, 600 wins, milestone victory for Denny Hamlin, 50 wins. Big day for you and your team. It sure, it sure was. Uh, these on or turn them on. Hear me? Yep, very good. Yeah, there we go. Uh, well, I, I would just say we love coming to Pocono, honestly. Every time... We start getting ready for this race. I think our people all feel uh, like they have real confidence. Uh, I think Denny has been fantastic here. But in general, we just love coming up here. Uh, it was a great crowd today, fan base. And we appreciate everybody here. And, um, you know, our, our, it seems like this Pocono brings out the best in us. And so just really appreciate it and appreciate all the support and everything for, from our team and our guys back home. I, I hate it when everybody that works on the cars and everything back home, they don't get to be in the winner's circle with us. It's a huge deal for our sponsors. We had a new sponsor today in Mavis. It's a huge deal for us. Uh, you know, we, we've got FedEx there. we got uh, uh, um, all, all the other sponsors that kind of sponsor our car. Interstate Batteries for sure. Norm is always with us in the winter circle. So as you guys know, our sport's different than any other sport. We have to have sponsors, and they're more than sponsors, they're partners. And so it's great when you get a new sponsor coming into sport, and that was the case today. Okay, if you have a question for Coach Gibbs, please raise your hand. We'll get your mic. We'll start up here. And then we'll get your hand. Yep, you can go ahead. Yeah, Coach Gibbs. Ty is really coming on. I mean, last year he won, I think it was a truck race at Michigan. He's won a few times since then. It just seems like he's getting better and better all the time. I, I imagine he's on some kind of timeline or he's went through a lot in the last year, but it looks like he's uh, he's found a way to persevere. 
Yeah, well, the thing that this is all Ty's ever wanted to do <laughs> from the time he was two, this is, this is what he's wanted to do. And so he knows that you got to handle things the right way and you got to race your way up. You can't talk your way up. You can't buy your way up. You can't. And so he's totally fixed on doing this. And so we're proud of him. We think he's made good progress. And uh, we got a great, real good team around him. Chris Gale is just awesome. And so uh, I think we got a good team there. And I know it's fun being the granddad to watch him. And I wish Coy was here. Um, Coy kind of orchestrated his whole racing career from the time he was in go-karts all the way up. Coy was the one that directed things, and so uh, we miss him terribly. Appreciate Coach Shane had the underground sports. Um, what does this mean for you to see, is it both your grandson and Denny in the top five? What does this mean for Joe Gibbs Racing to see both your, is it both cars successful today? Well, I think, I think what he says, this is so hard to do. And, you know, it's the best people in the world racing cars is extremely hard. That's the reason why we just brought up the point there of Ty. When you step up the cup, it normally takes a long time, you know, to get to a point where you can race with the guys up front and win. And so it's just hard. And so I think because of that, when you get a chance to have a day like we had today, I think I'm really, really proud of our whole team and everybody back home. And we hang a banner tomorrow in our shop, and I get a chance to thank all those people. But it's a huge deal for all of us, our sponsors. Um, like I said, I call in FedEx um, and our, you know, I, I just, I think it, it kind of makes me uh, realize how fortunate I am to be a part of this. And I appreciate the people that we have around us at, as a part of our team. Go to Marty. Marty, raise your hand, please. Uh, behind you. It's the Cala Rock Sports Net Race Pro Weekly. Coach, over here, uh, you just mentioned it. First race with Mavis on the car. How big of a deal was that for them to win in their first race? Yeah, it's a huge deal. I told them, okay, you got to come back every week now. <laughs> and I said, this, this happens every week. This is it every week. I'm not sure they bought that. <laughs> uh, but, no, it's great to have a new sponsor like that, somebody that's a real powerful company, and um, to get them on the car and then to have Denny um, give us a win, it's just a, it was a great, great day to be truthful, and hopefully that gets them excited too. Second, obviously you got to wait for post-race tech to finish up, but to have one get away from you last year, come back to victory lane this year unofficially, how sweet is that? It is. It is sweet. And, uh, yeah, that was a bitter disappointment for us last year. And uh, so hopefully today <laughs> it's not going to be the case. We get through inspection. and uh, uh, But <laughs> we, we really enjoyed the day. And Denny drove his rear off. And we had, uh, you know, Martin was up there for a bigger part of the day. Uh, Christopher came all the way back. And did a great job too. And so, and then we had Ty. So it was a big day for us. Go to Bob. 
Bob Hawkers, Fox Sports. I have two. The first, uh, obviously, Larson wasn't happy with Denny's move, but I'm curious, is, is that more aggression that you've seen out of Denny than you have previously? No, I think I think the I always like to have the drivers speak to that. They're the ones in the car. Denny's the guy in there. Uh, so I, I think, you know, uh, sometimes you wind up in those last laps with a lot happening, and certainly it did today. So I'll let Denny kind of address that, everything that happened there. And uh, we always ask you about Martin, but Denny isn't – you all haven't announced anything yet for Denny for start for next year. How close are you on, on that? Yeah, Denny's here for the next 10 years. You know, that's what I'm announcing. <laughs> no, really, we're, we're working on everything at our place, but we know Denny's going to be here. Go to uh, <clears throat> Zach Sterniolo in the back. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. Coach, um, how would you describe Denny at this phase of his career and how he's evolved as a driver from, you know, obviously – it's, it's been a long time, seven, 17, 18 years um, yes. at this level. How would you describe Denny at, at this stage? I think, I think Denny is, um, is really patient. You know, I, I see him, he's, he's a vet. He understands it, and I think he understands how to win. And um, he certainly has been a, a great representative for us. And the other thing I've always admired about Denny, he has been so loyal to us, our family. Um, we had a picture there taken in the winner's circle where JD used to come up behind Denny and squeeze him and Denny had me come up there and do that. I just appreciate Denny in every way. Our family, he means a lot to us. And so we really appreciate him and appreciate our friendship. Go to Chris Knight next. Com. Gibbs, uh, Coach, how do you feel about the strength of JGR at this moment going with the uh, playoffs on the horizon in both the Xfinity Series and, and then the Cup Series yesterday? Um, the winner, JGR, JRM, felt like that uh, Joe Gibbs was going to be the team that they had to beat. Yeah. Well, I, I'm excited right now. Our Xfinity program is really, really coming along. Our ARCA program, we love that. And we're all in on ARCA, Xfinity, and Cup, obviously. And I think right now in Cup, we got off to kind of a slow start this year, but I think we're starting to gain momentum. And uh, everybody knows this is a critical time right here, next five races down to the playoffs. And so, but I do feel like right now that we're kind of making up for our slow start, I think. We'll take two more for Coach, and we'll go – Right here in the middle. Coach Eddie Kalegi, Motorsports Today. Congrats on the win. Managing a four-car team, I mean, that's never easy to keep all four cars consistent and mixing and matching sort of. Last week, Christopher and Martin, so strong. Martin gets the win. This week, as we've talked about, three cars in the top five. So as much as winning races is key, how important is it for you guys to be, as a program, having all four cars consistent and strong each and every week? Well, one of the things I love about NASCAR is the fact that it is so hard, and it, it is for, for us, it's four cars having to work together. And that's hard, you know, to get that done. But at the same time, that's the best way to go forward in NASCAR, working with your teammates. And so at the, at, back at the race shop, we're all together. We work together. 
we get to the race track and try and solve problems together. Once the race starts, you know, we, we've proven that over a period of time. Everybody's on their own. And so, uh, but I do, uh, I, I do think that's one thing I appreciate about NASCAR. It's extremely hard. It's unlike any other sports. You've got to get four, four teams working together. And so, so far, our guys have got a good chemistry with that, and they understand the sport. And I think they're veteran guys that understand working with four teams is the way to solve problems. Thank you all. Uh, one, more, one more, Coach, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yep, just one more. I'm Dropper, Motorsports Today. Uh, Coach, you already touched on Denny's value to JGR a little bit, um, but what are the emotions right now, seeing him win his 50th uh, cup win for, yeah. uh, for you guys? I think all the way back to when Denny first came on board, I still remember that. JD found him, and he's racing late models, and uh, came down, and everything from the test to racing a truck, that we put him at Darlington in an Xfinity car, <laughs> everything he got in, you know, he just took right off. And JD said to me, he said, I think we need to sign this guy. And I said, I think you're right. And then we actually really, the story is, we went through one half of a year with Denny racing Xfinity. And we were struggling with our cup car. And we put him in there. And it's been, you know, we're going on 18 years. So it's been a great deal for us, a uh, great, great, a great deal for Joe, Joe Gibbs Racing to have Denny there for that period of time and the way he's taking care of FedEx and everything. Uh, and we just really appreciate him and the way he deals with this. He's a real pro. Coach, thank you so much, and congratulations on this big, big victory. Okay, we're now joined by the winner, winning driver and winning crew chief of today's race, and that's Denny Hamlin and Chris Gabehart. We'll go right to questions. If you have one, please raise your hand, and we will get a mic to you. Uh, we'll start over here with Jeff and work around the room. Uh, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Gluck. It sounds like, you know, you defended your move on TV, but... Larson obviously not happy and said that of all the times he's never had to apologize to you. You've had to apologize to him. Why wasn't your move dirty, and um, how do you view it uh, after everything that happened? Well, that's not true. He's he's ran me off a bunch of road courses and called me and said sorry, and I said I'm going to stand my ground next time. I I don't I'm not here to defend anything. I put both of those guys, the 48 and the five, in an arrow situation. Didn't touch either one. How can you wreck someone you don't touch? They, they make a decision to either let off the gas and race side by side or hit the gas and hit the wall. I mean, I put them to those decisions. Uh, I didn't overshoot the corner. Uh, I was behind them. I tried to get position on them. I uh, knew it was going to be tight off of two, uh, but always made sure I left a lane or more, more than a lane. You know, it's, it's the same, you know, these next-gen cars – for whatever reason, you get in that spot near the car on the outside, it, it sends them very tight. It, it just tightens their aero balance. Um, everyone knows it. Um, you know, Kyle is one of the best aero blockers in our field. Um, I knew once he got the lead and, and it was green, 
there's just no way I was going to go around on that. So I just backed off and just waited and tried not to burn up my shit for a restart later. Because uh, he knows how to put you in a situation to just kill your car. So, um, you know, we waited and we we pounced at at the right time. He you know didn't get his right sides clean and drove in the corner just too far and let us get beside him. And then I thought we were going to race it out off of two, but uh, you know it was just he got in the fence. Go to Bob. Bob Parker's Fox Sports. Larson had said that he felt like it was kind of the same move that you did to Chastain last year. Same he, move he made to Bubba? Did he mention that or no? No, he did not. Gotcha. So, but do you feel like you raced him with respect? We're racing for the win. Are you shitting me? <laughs> for sure. I mean, if I'm going to give anyone in the field respect, it's Kyle Larson. Just, just because of our you know, I, I respect him as a race car driver, and I think he's, you know, probably the best. So, certainly, he's got my respect. But, damn, I mean, we're we're all racing for a win, and I guarantee you, rules reverse, it goes the same way. Going to the back to uh, Zach. Zach Sterniello, NASCAR.com. Denny, um, you were talking about. I guess just the relationship between you and Kyle, you've, you guys have had run-ins in the past. How does does it affect anything away we from really the We really haven't. I, you're kind of blowing that up. That's not true. We've not had run-ins. Uh, I got in the back of him at Atlanta trying to push him. That's in a draft. We're drafting. Um, so that was a draft gone bad. And then uh, at we're racing, like once again, we're racing for the win at, at uh, Kansas. And he gets in the fence, pull, comes off the fence, and and I tag him in the left rear. It's I mean, you know I get it. I know we we're trying to. You guys are trying to go with this, but you know I've been on the shit end of so many of these results, and I am definitely when it comes to getting fifty for me, six hundred for Toyota. Uh, I'm gonna make sure that I drive as hard as I possibly can, and respectful. Uh, that's why I left them more than lane off the of turn two. That said, how. When you when you hit those milestones today, um, but, but but you get out of the car and the crowd reaction is what it is. Does that? Did you hear intros or no? I did. I didn't do anything before the race. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, let's go uh, in the middle here. I'm Chopper Motorsports today. First off, congrats on boy Denny. Thank you. Uh, so now that uh, you do have 50 wins, and you touched on this yesterday, the significance of uh, your 50th win possibly being at Pocono, where your first two career wins were, has it set in yet? Uh, and if so, what are the emotions that you're feeling right now? No, I mean, stuff like this doesn't set in for a while. I actually exchanged texts with Kenseth over the week, and you know, we were just reminiscing about old races. And I, I told him, I was like, you know, you probably, you know, I, I was, you know, definitely filling him up about, like, how great, you know, he was. He was a great teammate, and he just, you know, the wins that he had, he was just so underrated. And, and I told him, I was like, you know, that's one thing that we're always guilty of is not appreciating it in the moment. Like, it's always when you're retired and you got a bunch of time and you're sitting there on your rocker uh, on your back porch when you're thinking about, well, what have I accomplished, right, in the sport? Um these things take a long time to sit in. They really do. Um, we're in the heat of the moment now. I mean, I, I'm answering questions about, like, 
was that what I did was fair or not. I mean, give me a break. It's like um, it takes time, and and I just I never thought I'd get an opportunity in the Cup Series, but luckily JD Gibbs took a chance, and Joe Gibbs took a chance on me um, nearly 20 years ago, and to get my 50th when it comes down to the track that I got my first, it certainly is is special. And and like I told you yesterday, it, you know I knew that. You know, every weekend I go into it thinking, man, this would be the perfect weekend for it, you know, because they're always, there's always the right time to win. But um, I think there's, I mean, there's just little things. Like my old car chief, um, Spider, that works at the uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, found in his old toolbox um, my my grandmother's St. Christopher. And so I get in my car for practice and it's sitting on my dash. And I'm like, I hadn't seen that thing. I thought it was lost. You know, we, we would always put, my mom would put that in there before the race. And so on the dash, I mean, I, I, I sat down and I said, well, we're winning this weekend. I mean, that's just, those things don't happen on accident. Like, so I just, um, really happy to, to win it for the team. Uh, you know, the whole team, Chris and his team on the pit box, the guys in the war room, the guys in the fab shop, like they, I've been really lucky to be part of an organization that carried me for many years to many, many victories, like a lot. Um, not everyone gets the opportunity to go from racing late models to racing for Joe Gibbs racing in 18 months in the cup series. Like that's just, it's hard to do. It really is. But luckily they believed in me. They gave me time to, to get going, and, you know, the rest is history. And that's a follow-up to that. You also have uh, the solo record now for most wins at Pocono, so um, congrats at on that. At eight, one. right? Yeah. Uh, seven. <laughs> well, <laughs> eight, I guess eight. Sorry, sorry. I, I, I look at the official like stats, but eight, eight it is. Eight it is. <laughs> you you earned it today. There's no tape on the car this time, that's for sure. <laughs> you earned it today. Thank you. Thanks. We'll go to uh, Marty. Marty Scala, Rock Sports Net Race Pro Weekly. Gentlemen, congratulations on the win. Chris, I guess I'll ask the same question. After what went down last year, how sweet is it uh, to come back, get another win here? Uh, I'm a little afraid to talk because I know the car's not <laughs> through tech yet, if you want to be honest about it. But I figured that would be coming up after that question. So, uh, seriously, though, really, really sweet. Um, win, lose, or draw doesn't doesn't matter the the effort that we put forth to uh get to this position um it, it, i don't know it's pocono magic i mean it, this this group has magic at a lot of places but uh kansas comes to mind but this this track here I, for some reason there's so many different ways to win at it and um you know we've we've found ways to to do it a lot of it is Someone asked me earlier, and I told him, um, I really, as a purist, I can't think of a better NASCAR track than Pocono to win at because it literally takes every facet of the game. Fast cars, uh, fast drivers, aggressive driving, um, fuel mileage, strategy, uh, aggressive restarts. It just takes it all. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's one of the reasons that this team's very, uh, you know, with, with Denny leaving it from the leading it from the driver's seat. Uh, this team is is very versatile. Um, I, I'm so proud of it because we we cover a lot of ground. Um, 
there was there was no part in the race today where the strategy didn't make sense to us. And, um, you know, fortunately, it all worked out. Denny scoring Toyota's 600th win across all the top three NASCAR series. What's that mean to be a part of history today? Uh, it's special, for sure. Uh, I remember getting, I think, their 100th cup victory at, at Loud, New Hampshire um, long, long time ago. Um, but, yeah, I mean, milestones are always big. And, you know, to have – you know, 600 wins across, you know, the, the three series. I mean, it's they're, it's unmatched. What they do to invest in this sport from the grassroots to the Cup Series is unmatched. Uh, you can see it at uh, your local dirt track. You can see it at your weekly racing series. Um, they are all in on NASCAR. And so to be part of that type of organization and that type of manufacturer certainly means a lot from my standpoint. I was – you know, I was nervous in 2008 when we switched over, right? And uh, we, we had a lot of success um, before that. But, you know, the Joe Gibbs Racing team thought that this was the best move for them. And obviously they made the right decision because there's no other manufacturer that performs on a per-car basis like they do. Go to Kelly. Raise your hand, Kelly. KellyCrandallRacer.com. Chris, you and Denny have been together for a while. You know what he's capable of, but I found it really interesting that going into that, I guess it would have been the second to last restart, you felt the need to come over the radio to try to motivate him, and you had the numbers ready. Seven at Pocono, or eight, as Denny would say, 600 for Toyota, 50. Um, and you said, find a way to get it done. So, I'm j again, I'm just curious, uh, those moments of finding something to say to him, even though you know he can get the job done. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Denny doesn't like cheerleaders. He'll tell you that. But, uh, you know, I, I think every now and then focus is required of anyone. And, and I say that because these moments are so hard to get to, to even have an opportunity to compete for a win, let alone all those things we just mentioned, um, all those metrics we just mentioned. It's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Those are never – all of those things are never going to line up at once. So, you know, he's hot and sweaty and in that cocoon and, you know, focused on this vibration and getting these tires clean enough. And I just wanted to get in his mind one moment and remind him that this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Find a way to go get it. And, you know, if I, if I spend every minute of my day in that um, manner – it's never going to mean something when I step up and say it that clearly because it's always level 10 cheerleading. But I just wanted to focus him on the moment and let him realize, just remind him of just how important the moment was. Go ahead, Dustin. Dustin Albino, JC. Denny, on the podcast, I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, you mentioned throughout your career you thought you were like an average restarter. Um, leading into the Larson deal, did you feel like you were in the catbird seat on the outside of the second row? Not really. I, I just I hadn't got going. I, I, that's not true. There was a couple good restarts today, um, but the first turn um, had, had been a challenge throughout the day. So I, I didn't think I was in a great spot, honestly. Um, but you just never know, right? I mean, certainly anything can happen on the front row. Uh, but I, I would rather my shot on the front row. But you know, the, the critical moment really was right before turn one, <clears throat> clear in the 19. That that gave me the option to, to pull down on the five. And when I did, 
he sailed it way off in there. Um, and so that, that gave me the opportunity is getting that crucial restart. So um, I didn't think I was in a great spot, uh, but clearly he thought I was in a better spot. Thank you. Go up here to Scott Walsh. Scott Walsh with the uh, Scranton Times Tribune. Denny, um, when Ryan spun out on the final lap, were you aware of that? Uh, were, were, uh, you know, did they come over the radio? Or, you know, were you maybe surprised to see the white flag instead of the, uh, the yellow flag in that instance? Uh, no. I mean, I think that uh, NASCAR's kind of had a history of, you know, if it's kind of out of the way, someone gets going. They give, especially on a track this big, they usually give it ample time to work itself out. Then they check the racetrack, make sure there's no debris. Um, but I did hear, you know, when I was in turn three that there was a spin. But my spotter's always just constantly updating me on where the cars are behind me. Uh, but he he mentioned that there was a spin behind me, but that's all he says. Go up to here to Chris. Do anything to try to shift the cheers or the booze back to cheers, or does that really bother you? Or no. do you, are you embracing this kind of villain role? I mean, I just I'm just too old to care. I mean, I, had I had got another 20 years ahead of me, then I, I I get it, you know. But fandom doesn't give me trophies. Fandom doesn't, you know, <laughs> doesn't do the job for me. It, so I, I just, you know, I. In my career, it just had some pivotal moments getting into guys when, uh, you know, they were super popular and I just kind of wasn't. So, uh, you know, I'm okay with it because it, the fans were passionate about what they saw. And I think if you were a Denny Hamlin fan, you'd, you you know, you probably, and, and the, there was that many, then maybe you'd probably hear the same thing. But it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I never really resonated with fans for whatever reason. Um, I, I got here on hard work and the old fashioned way, but you know, I'm just not that likable, which is okay. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I'm just not one of those good old boys. Right. So it's just on myself. I am, I, I, I try to treat people really well, um, and do the right things and, you know, let, let the fans cheer for whoever they want. But as long as they're making some sort of noise, it's okay. He had some stern words post-race um, saying that you weren't the victim. Do you feel like you were a victim of circumstances battling Larson there at the end? I don't I'm, I don't know what you mean. You felt like you were the, I mean, you said you weren't a victim. But you felt like that your explanation, like you were put that, that was on, you know, that it wasn't, it was, it wasn't, uh, it was, it was like, you felt like it, it wasn't, it was, You're good. He just he just said that you know Denny's got to quit playing the victim, that you were responsible for this, and it was your fault. I was racing for the win. I not I never said that Kyle did anything to me, and I deserved to get like we were just racing for the win. Um, you know, I it, it just I think I think sometimes analysts views it depends on who's the character really i mean if that's that's the truth in it um it's very hard to be unbiased it's it's so hard uh but th those were two guys racing for the win and certainly um roles reversed it it, it goes the exact same way 
And we have several hands still up. I'm going to let Chris go. Uh, Chris, I know you got to get to tech. I believe in one more interview, so we'll let you go. Congratulations on the big win. All right, thanks. Uh, we'll take a few more for Denny. I know we have several hands up. Won't be able to get to everybody, but we'll do the best we can. Uh, we'll go back to Zach Sternley all in the back. Denny, I know you said you didn't touch the 48 and the, the video showed that, but what, what did happen from your perspective? Were you surprised mm -hmm. he went around the way that, uh, as quickly as he did? And I know there have been, mm -hmm. um, un I would assume, unintentionally, um, and it has looked that way, um, in, uh, several instances between the two of you just over the course of the last month. Yeah, I mean, we talked after, um, you know, people need to know that I'm I'm very honest with myself and I'm very honest with my competitors when – you know, I know that they made a mistake, and I try to tell them, you know, my side when it, when I make a mistake. Um, Alex came up to me after um, Atlanta, and he's like, "Man, God, sorry." I'm like, "Dude, it's no, it's no big deal. Like, it's, you got loose, and I was just there, right? Like, it, there was there was nothing that had to do with anything. It's just kind of circumstances. And when when you race around each other uh, a lot of weeks out of the year, you're gonna have those things happen. Uh, what happened in turn three is uh, I got a really good runoff of turn two, and I was going to shoot low. And when he saw that I was going low, you know, the move for the that guy is to aero block. I mean, that's just – that is what next-gen racing has become is aero blocking. So he tried to shoot down right in front of me, and his car got loose. And then I was on the brakes trying to, trying to stay off of him. But it's unfortunate. Go over here to Michael. Michael Massey, front stretch. Uh, Danny, you said like you don't care like what the fans think. Well, what is there been any thought to just like lean into it, like lean into kind of the the villain role, or kind of like Kyle used to do, or or not? I mean, not really. I mean, I don't think anyone likes to be disliked, um, but I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I just. Uh, no, I, I don't try to do anything to lean into it for sure. I think it just kind of happens naturally, to be honest with you. Um, you know, some of the you know questionable incidents here, you know, like with the Chase thing, like it just that stirs the things up, right? As, as me and Chase get together and we crash at, at Charlotte and it just, you know, it just fires the people right back up that like, you know, I'm, the ba I'm a bad guy. So I just think that uh, it's just part of it. I think uh, – you know, fandom is uh, it's a crazy thing. Like, it really is. It, I've noticed the further away they are, the more boos are. When they're up close, they're actually very nice. I mean, they, they are. It's just, it's it's so different, like, walking out versus someone that's on the other side of a fence. So, it's just, it reminds me of, like, social media. Like, the further you can get from face-to-face -face interaction the more hateful that you can become. And, and I kind of like, you just need to look at someone on social media when they're hateful on social media, just go back and look at their posts. They're hateful to everyone. They're just an unhappy person. I don't, I don't fault the fans for not liking me because there's people in sports that I don't like. I've never met them. I just, you know, I root for the other team. And so when they root for the other team and that team doesn't win and they think that I'm responsible for that team not winning, you see the reactions that you do. So it's just, there's a lot that goes into it. 
But I'm just happy that we came out of here with a stands packed, infield packed, campground absolutely full. Um, this has just been a, a fabulous weekend at Pocono. I think that Nick and his team has just done a phenomenal job continuing to invest in this facility and hope, hopefully we continue to come back here every single year. But uh, Jeff? I'm not trying to harp on this, but I want to give you a chance to address it. Okay. So on TV, they did feel like there was contact. So once you go back and look at the replay, if, if it does turn out in your view there's incidental mm -hmm. contact, does that change anything about how you felt about the incident? Is that still going for the win? I, well, it's obviously still going for the win. And, you know, we've saw, seen the rules in going for a win. I, let's take this incident out. The rules of going for a win has changed in the last 10 years. You've been covering the sport for a really, really long time. And, like, it's just different. You know, people are just like, well, I, it's the what I had to do. That's what you hear, right? I didn't have to, but I'm, I'm, I had to race hard for a win. Um, was I going to let off and give them all this extra room? Absolutely not. No way. Uh, I wanted to race side by side because I earned the spot of getting beside him. Um, I don't feel like there was any contact. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. I could be wrong, though, because I'm on the other side of the car, and at the time I didn't see his nose, um, and I was gassing up to try to clear him. So from what I saw, uh, I ran up into the middle lane, and uh, after that, uh, we, we ran really close to each other, and he got in an aerotight situation that made his car take off, and that was it. What about back to uh, Davey? But it's hard racing. It's not certainly nothing intentional. I, I think the best way to win them is duel it out side by side, and that's how I thought it, we were going to come off turn two. Uh, Davey Siegel with Sirius XM. So Kyle was very adamant in the, his TV interview that, you know, he's, you guys are still obviously friends, and he, his words, not mine. You raise him like an asshole, but you're still friends, and he can do a good job separating the on-track stuff from the on-track stuff. He's obviously not your only friend on the racetrack that you race for wins. How do you separate the on-track from the off-track in terms of when you're racing good buddies out there? Yeah, I mean, I actually listened to uh, Kyle's uh, Dirt Racing podcast, and, you know, after Kansas – I think he's one of the most level-headed guys as far as that's concerned. I mean, he, he he does do a good job of separating, and and I feel like I do as well. Like I, I feel like I can interact with anybody that I've had past incidents with or whatever it might be. Um, Kyle does a really good job of staying level-headed, and I think he does separate them really well. I can see from his perspective why he would say that. Um, but in both circumstances, both drivers were racing for the win. Um, I didn't deem either one of them dirty. Um, certainly not Kansas where, you know, he got loose, bounced off the wall and we made contact. That's, that's just it. unfortunate. That was very unfortunate. Same with today. I thought that, uh, I left him, you know, when I'm in front of him, which I was in the middle of the corner, I can't see him. All I know is they said, he's on your corner. So at that point, I'm in the middle of the racetrack. I'm, all I want to do is just leave him enough room to not hit the wall. That's, that's my job is to carry as much throttle as I possibly can, but leave the person, because I'm not clear, I need to leave him a lane to race in. Um, and I did. And, and unfortunately, 
again, it's it's very different with this next gen car versus old car. Um, the aero aero situation and and the fans at home will never understand it because you you, you see it on TV, but you don't understand how much the car takes off by itself. Um, and, and it did. And, you know, that's just, it, it sucks. Cause it's certainly, I'd love to, to race them, um, to the, to the white flag, but you know, a lot largely because I respect them so much. And so, um, I, I do, I, I try to separate it as much as I can. And, and certainly if he feels as though he owes me one on the racetrack, then, then that's up for him to decide. And I will, distinguish that differently than our friendship off the racetrack and so you can be it's you know what people don't understand is you actually kind of race your buddies harder than you race others it's just it's weird how it works out that way well denny you mentioned uh everyone mentioned the 50 wins that ties you for 13th with ned jarrett and junior johnson for 13 on the all-time list congratulations uh good luck next week in richmond enjoy this one This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. WFO.